Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An intellectual carrot. The mind boggles. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Earth has had Santa Claus long enough. We will bring him to Mars. I've been afraid a lot of times in my life. But I didn't know the real meaning of fear until... Until I had kissed Becky. One thing will be clear. It's not for man to interfere in the ways of God. It's alive. Oh, it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Earth vs. Soup, episode 126. I'm Aaron Pollier. And I'm Darlene. We watched a bad movie today. Monstrosity, <laughs> also known as The Atomic Brain. So I would suggest you watching it not in color. Yeah, you know, the, the version that we watched was on Amazon Prime. Correct? Or was it on Amazon? Yeah, it was on Amazon Prime. And it was fake color. We, we watched a movie before, and I forget which movie it was, that had this kind of false colorization to it. This was far worse than that one. On <laughs> this it. was far worse. So it was difficult to watch because of that. Have you ever seen this movie before, Darlene? No. It I, was also dif- difficult to watch because of the narrator. Okay. I but have you seen need it. to explain. Yes. I have seen it because it was on an MST3K. Um, Watching it non-MST3K was difficult, but there's lots of behind-the-scenes things that I kind of want to talk about before we start in on the plot. (coughs) Well, I probably did not watch it on your MST3K because it has the word brain in it. And if you remember right, you destroyed me with one... Oh, what was that? The brain that wouldn't die, I, I think it was. Yeah. And you were going to have to watch it for this. I, I, I literally drooled on the floor watching that one. Um, okay, so this was 1963, <laughs> but it was actually filmed in 1958. 58. The original budget was 25 thousand but ended up forty thousand okay and the bank the 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 company that was making it went bankrupt in the middle of filming it and the director ended up um quitting and the producer ended up having to piece together a movie based on what was shot now what resulted was a mess to put it lightly but but 
one of the things that is important about the background of this movie is the director of the original stuff. The original director was Joseph Maskelly. The um, five C's of... He wrote, he wrote a book. The five C's of cinematography, motion picture filming, techniques simplified, and was released January 1st of 1966. It has never been out of print. It is considered one of the quintessential books on cinematography. Um, this guy knew what he was writing about. He is highly regarded in the world of cinematography and cinema overall. He worked on Project well, Crossroads. Yes, correct? but before that, he worked in World uh, uh, during World War II for the U.S. Army on training films, newsreels, projection. Project reports and technical films. Okay. So he wasn't a dramatic filmmaker, but he was a skilled filmmaker. Then after the war, he worked on Project Crossroads. I know about that. Operation Crossroads. Operation Crossroads, which, if you will recall, I'm sure that we have talked it's, about it at least a few times. He shot aerial footage of the first H bomb tested at Bikini Atoll mm -hmm. for the Air Force. Yes. So he was important in that as well. Now, does that translate to this movie? I will say before we even get to that point, because we're going to, I always say that we try to be positive and where we can in these films, that Joseph Maskelly's skill in filmmaking actually does come through in what footage there was filmed. There are certain shots in this film that firmly don't belong in this movie that are just way 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 too good way too good but then you have the black screen behind that was definitely after filming oh yeah there's posts uh, there's reshoots that characters are filmed against the black void they're in the phantom zone from superman where it's clear that this was done after the fact um now what's her this actress's name Marjorie. Marjorie. Marjorie Eaton is in this as the star as Mrs. March. And she was in quite a bit of different movies. Um, but you may know her as the Emperor from Empire Strikes Back. She actually played an uncredited role as the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back. Believe it or not, it's that is actually true. Um, otherwise, she was just in a ton of different things. Uh, the other character that I kind of thought stood out, at least actress-wise, was Judy Bamler, who plays B in this. Um, she was actually born in Ann Arbor, uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, so like an hour away from where we live. Um, and she's still alive today, at, at least as of Are this we, taping. Erica Peters was that played Nino did well, too. Yes, she did well, but... Um, um, I didn't really think that her uh, filmography really stood out. I mean, she was she started a ton of stuff, have no doubt. She's in, like, House of the Damned. Um, she played in Death Valley Days, I see. Let's see here. Uh, Untouchables TV series. But, yeah, nothing, nothing super outstanding, I would say. The only thing that I found out about her was that she was actually born... Uh, she was actually born in Kaliningrad which is that weird Russian um, chunk of land that is actually outside of Russia. 
that you have to like drive through other countries to get to. It's by Germany. Uh, all of her family was killed by Russians during the war, which is she, she likes firmly hated the Russians. That's the only thing I really found out about her that really stood out. Um, <clears throat> but I really wanted to talk about the director and how this movie basically fell apart and it likely shouldn't have actually been made. It, sh it shouldn't have. Well, somebody had to recoup money. Did they recoup any money on this? I, I bet don't you, know. I bet you it's, they, they lost more money in, the, in like the, the reshoots afterwards. Um, but let, let's get into the plot and we can talk about the things that worked and didn't work. Um, spoiler, again, much of this film does Doesn't not work. work. But we can sum up this film's plot fairly simply. Well, it starts with a very long narration. Yeah, most of the film is actually narrated. And he keeps going. Going and going. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about narration. We have seen movies where narration is fun because it is crazy. And I can only name one director that did funny narration because it is so ridiculous. And that's Edward movies. The narration is still, you still don't need it, but it's so over the top, weird and bizarre. Like just, this is not how human beings speak that it made it worth listening to. This is just banal. Uh, this was like a teacher uh Bueller. What, Bueller, 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 Bueller. Yeah, yeah. Bueller. His <clears throat> there is You felt it was monotone. I, I it wasn't monotone, but it was at that point of sometimes I just like it I was trying to tell you the narration just made me go oh crap and then you your mind is set into that yeah but okay so so you immediately knew something was wrong with the narration but you don't get that from like let's say plan nine from outer space where the narration was just so weird and well, criswell it's criswell it's talking criswell. Or, or you know from night of the ghouls criswell narrating. i mean i like the the planet planet earth books uh dvds by um atwell At attenborough attenborough but attenborough. this one didn't even have you know well here's the thing what it's narrating is it's needed for the movie because there are so many scenes that weren't done and that in order to progress the plot you need to have narration basically telling you what the characters are thinking because there's no time or scene where they can actually explore what they're thinking. And the audio was bad. Oh, well, the audio wasn't done. Everything was seemingly was ADR'd after the fact. They just got people to come in and tape, uh, tape their lines. And what's weird is, and see, we're talking, we're not even talking about the plot because the plot is so boring, but, when you have these 80 yard lines, the fully, the sound effects are clearer than the actual 80 yard lines. And that's why you probably had the frogs and the cicadas in the background that you could hear. Her, her, her stockings rustling on the stairs. Like you could hear stockings rustling and you're like, is this brilliant or just awful? I, I don't, and, I don't know what. And like, the narration isn't like... <clears throat> There's some narration that gets me laughing because 
they're like, he puts down a sponge and you're seeing that as they're talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's describing what you're seeing. But like one of the first this things that's is... narrated is the secret of eternal life just around the corner. You know, okay, fine. That sounded a bit like Ed Wood narration type, you know, Ed Wood style narration. But Ed Wood's person would have done it oh, with or, more. Or, or Ed Wood, it would have just continued to be weird and weird and weird. But that was like that kind of question, okay, comes into a scene with Ed Wood. Like you, you lead into a scene with that question. Here, this question leads into more narration. So yeah, instead but it of, wasn't even done like a question. It was like a. I know, but anyway, we it, see, it wasn't even a. Oh. Uh, we, okay, so we need to get into the plot. Yeah. What we have is a doctor. His name is Doctor Frank. Ha ha ha. And his first name on um, the uh, the the person that's playing him is Frank too. Is it? Don't even care. Is it? Yeah, it's Frank. It's Frank Gerstel. Um, he is a scientist, and I put scientist in massive air quotes, that has determined that through the use of a cyclotron and radiation, that he is able to reactivate neurons in dead brain matter, as long as it hasn't been dead for too long. Um, in fact, he's able to reanimate nervous tissue overall. So, again, I'm going to sum up a whole bunch of different scenes here. Dr. Frank has been able to reanimate um, a dead human body by putting a dog brain in it. That's, the That's dog his man. dog man. He has been able to reanimate a human body with its own brain that's been dead for too long and what that's where we end up having um the girl the girl who's played by marjorie fisco um i actually should even look up what else she's done she appears like a bride of dracula in this oh she's been in two different movies kipling's women and monstrosity that's it um is she pretty yes does she have anything to do in this movie except look pretty no, no. Okay. She just walks around. She like doesn't... the Bride of Dracula. She's in like a death shroud because she was taken out of her crypt. Okay. He is then able to... He, he figures that he can now transplant human brains from body to body <clears throat> and then reanimate the new body to basically get eternal life for whoever wants to have it. And then really in the front of it, you see that he has no respect for life. No, no, none. Not at all. None. Because he gets into the, the <coughs> crypt to get the girl's body. He kill, uh, He allows the dog bull man. Uh, he doesn't allow. The dog The dog man just kills a guard. But he doesn't really but think he, he broke up. But he just walks off of Yeah, he, he walks off. Yeah, I mean, do you think he would have tried to stop the dog dog man from killing him? Yeah, I, I actually do think so. I don't think so. What makes no sense is that he's looking for fresh bodies to experiment on. Why didn't he take, take the guard's our body? guard's body? Like, that that makes total sense to do. Yeah, and he walked over it. So his lab is in the basement of what looks to be a plantation home in Louisiana. That's what it reminds me of. Everything else in this is like trying to link it to California. But this is a plantation home somewhere in the swamps. 
There is low Mississippi. There's Spanish moss in the trees. Um, Florida. It could, could be, be Florida. It could, yeah, it, it could, could even be Southern Texas. Yeah, it yeah. could be. It could be. You're right. Um, but it does not feel like California, does it? No. No. Okay. So and his. It, it's supposed to feel like a rundown, and he, it kind of does in some places. His laboratory is in the basement of this home. This that's home, in a swamp. That's kind of in a swampy area. Well, sort of. And the person who owns it is Mrs. March, who's played by um, oh, the Emperor from uh, from Empire Strikes Back. Um, she's old. She's not actually too old at this point in time when they filmed this. I think she's only like 50 or something, 50, 55. She Ooh. looks very old, though. Yeah, she was born in 1901. So when they filmed this, she was only 57. Yeah, but she, she looks incredibly old, old, old doesn't for, she? Yeah. Like, like, actually really kind of worn down almost. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little shocked about that. Uh, it might be her nose, too. She's got a very large yes, nose she, for her her thin face but she does not look like she is 57 when they're filming this she looks like she's in her late 60s early 70s yes i will um, say that either that's good makeup or i feel sorry for that 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 lady and i'm not trying to shame her okay uh she has she has all the money in the world and feels that she has never been loved for anything except her money so she wants to procure a young supple voluptuous body that she can then be loved for who she is. Now the irony and the hypocrisy of that statement knows no bounds um, because just go with it, right? It, this isn't even her body. She's literally saying she wants to have a beautiful body so men lust after her, but also says she wants to be loved for who she is, yet is ditching her old body. And she's a horrible human being. So oh, why God. would anyone want to love her? She is a terrible person. In fact, she has a live-in boyfriend, sort Victor. of. Victor, who is clearly only there to try to get at her money. And this is the closest relationship in the world that she has. And she hates him. She he, despises he hates him. Her. And he hates her because she is an awful well, bitch. Per person. Because one of your first scenes is that uh, is the uh, radio going off about the uh, murder in Green Haven Cemetery? Yeah, and I don't even know what she says, but I was just like, "Screw you!" Like, I, I would just, if I was that Victor, I would have smacked her in the face. That's yes. all, all I could so, think of. So this girl, this well, girl, Mrs. March, decides to hire three girls to come out and work air quotes with her as maids living maids living servants something one's from austria one's from england and one's from mexico okay the one from uh from england is actually judy bamler who was born in ann arbor and um <clears throat> which is weird none of these carry an accent oh yeah they do erica peters is nina the austrian yeah she actually has an accent born in kaliningrad anyway um and the, the, the woman, Lisa Lang, playing Anita, she doesn't even speak English. She has an accent. Uh, that was very bad uh, English trying to say that you didn't speak Darlene, Spanish. she might be the best actress in this movie. 
Um, I'm not saying she was great or that she falls into the category of the this works. The person that played Annette? Anita. The, the, the Mexican girl. I think she oh. actually might be the best actor in this entire movie. She might because she had a hard role of trying to play a cat. Yeah, she actually had to do work. Everybody else really doesn't do crap in this, acting wise. Um, uh, maybe Dr. Frank a little bit too, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, well, so Miss March women, really plays a, a bitch really well. Okay, right. well, you know what? Maybe maybe you're you're slowly convincing me here that uh, the acting actually might be better than this movie deserves as well. Besides, like the directing and acting, do you think actually stand out enough? I know we're getting away from the plot again, but we're talking about it. What? Because Mrs. March, as awful of a human being as she is, you hated her from the beginning. That's acting. You felt sorry for Victor until the incident where he's sizing up uh, B. Oh yeah, undressing her like and, with, with um, his eyes. That that was really. And then you find he he's he's he drinks a lot. Okay, but I don't know if he stands out as a good actor. I would say you're right about Mrs. March being the the actress is very good. Doctor Frank. Honestly, there's a couple scenes where he's actually pretty good, but it also links into the scenes where he's actually acting have really good cinematography, like really subtle stuff. Like and he's supposed to be a social zooms. path. Yeah, but slow so, pan and zooms in these scenes where you could tell the director is actually very skilled. And that's where those scenes stand out as being not deserving to be in this movie. It actually deserves to be in a better movie. So, um talking about his acting did he come across as like a sociopath? The, the american psycho no, person no he didn't no he didn't is what he a... came across as is just a bad human being that he was wanting to develop his science uh, his science regardless of the human cost is that a sociopath not really because he clearly cared about certain things like he cared about that cat he cared about the cat because it hated Mrs. March a lot. It, but he, he cared about the cat. I, I, I'm yeah, enough the, to do what it di he did to that. Poor yeah, cat. he still cared about the cat. <laughs> he still cared about the cat. Is he an awful human being? Yes, but I don't think he's a sociopath. Anyway, um, man, I just want to skip over most of this. Okay, so we have these three girls that come out there. Mrs. March inspects them in the nude and they and deal with it. Anita, Anita the, 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 the Mexican girl, she get, gets taken off the list because she's got a birthmark. She's imperfect. She's flawed. And this she's, is she's where, nothing. Get this rid is where of if you're watching the colored version of what we had, it really like pinged me out because that looked gray blue at the time. And, um, yeah, it, it, it didn't it didn't look good. But and it, I, I didn't understand that it was a birthmark until they started like something got talked about with it or. Something. Yeah, that, that she's like she's imperfect. She's she's awful. Uh, get rid of her. Um, She's killed. She's killed. She's brought down to by Victor to uh, Dr. Frank. Yeah. And crossed. Her brain into... Is well, no, her brain is thrown out. 
the cat's is put into hers. Yeah, so now and the, the cat actress, has no brain. Yeah, now the cat's body is being kept in suspended animation, but the actress that played Anita is now pretending to be a cat who ends up clawing out one of the eyes of B uh, in this B, movie. One of her eyes. And she ends up like falling off the roof at one point. And almost killing um almost killing Nina. Nina who went to the roof to to get her down because she didn't know that she was a cat. She just thought uh, Anita had been like had lost and her mind. I got at one point to say on this one. Okay, that was my cats did not like Being our cats yeah. did not like the cat noises and they were real cat noises. Yeah, but a human would not make those, including the purring. Yes, because we don't have the vocals. Even we if don't. we had the brain. Yeah, we'd just be like, uh, you know, it would sound really strange at the very least. Um. So, yeah, the cat is kept in suspended animation. And then later on, we end up getting Mrs. March chooses Nina because now she's the last, like, unflawed female. And Nina has requested Victor to help her get out of it. Yep. And Victor is killed. Is stabbed in the back. Stabbed in the back of the head with a knitting needle by Mrs. March. Yep. Um, so Nina is basically Nina is made the inheritor of Mrs. March's estate because Mrs. March is assuming that she's going to wake up in Nina's body. And there was a disgusting scene about her having to dress in those clothes. Oh, while Mrs. And March like watched, watched, and there was some kind of something that Mrs. March says, and or maybe it was the narration that was like. It was her, her uh, it was like, that was her body, her. Yeah. Yeah. Admiring how she would look from the outside. And or it just was like just that. It was, so yuck. Tack tackless. It was yucky. It was just, it was just yucky. So anyway, Mrs. March goes downstairs um, and Frank understands that he's going to basically get screwed over and all this, Dr. Frank, because once Mrs. March is in that other body, he, she's just going to either off him or cut his funding. Either way, he, he doesn't like it. So he ends up putting Mrs. March's brain into the cat body and tells Nina, hey, tell you what, uh, since you inherited all the money, I will keep you alive. I'll keep you sedated so you can be woken up now and then to sign things to keep my research going. But this is important. And fuck Mrs. March. Excuse my language because... I really don't and like then this movie. Mrs. March, the cat. Yeah. Locks him in his experiment chamber and turns on the radiation. And he goes cooks, to a cooks, his skin right off to the skeleton. Yeah. And all he is, is a skeleton after, after a while, um, the house explodes. Beast. Bee B runs. Scrum, stumbles Not B, down. It, well, it B, B dies. She dies by stumbling into a piece of electronic equipment. In the lab. In the lab. Because she's trying to rescue Nina. And then Nina gets out and runs away as the house burns down. The cat follows. Oh, the end. The end. I am done with this plot. I don't want to talk about this plot anymore. It's dumb. And it's because it's almost all narrated. I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, is it as bad as some of the other films that we've watched on Earth versus Soup? Like the propaganda films? 
No, nope. the propaganda films are. Exactly is this as that. bad as uh, Creeping, Creeping Terror, Terror, darling, to you? Because you always hold up Creeping Terror as like the worst film you've watched of all of these, this besides be, the propaganda ones. This would be right on top, a little bit above Creeping Terror. Yeah, it's a little and above because there are things that are it, good in this. I, I will say this: it did not the same pit of film did, was not used twice, even though you did have a film of. We're watching the old lady walk down the stairs. Yeah. Who's in a wheelchair, walk down the stairs meticulously to the basement. Yes, it's like 40 seconds of her just walking downstairs. And you're like, we get it. We get it. This could have been 10 seconds. And the poor Cut. girls are waiting for her to go somewhere so they could try to escape. Try to escape. Um, But like, like, like we said, there are things that actually work. And this. there's things that don't. Well, okay. The girls are sta- locked in a room, and they got a window. And they don't try to escape. And, and I would have It's gone, not a far drop. It's not a far drop. I would have went out that. Yeah, yeah, window. You but again, let's start with the positive. The things that actually work in this movie, the direction, the cinematography in this movie. Not every scene. Not every scene. Because there, you can tell there's certain scenes that were filmed afterwards, or they were really badly chopped up in the editing process to try to make a movie work. But there are certain scenes in this that it's like, yes, the director, Joseph Maskelly, you can tell this man was skilled. He did a good job in these scenes and specifically where like Dr. Frank is monologuing uh, in the basement near the end of the movie. There's this slow pan and zoom that's slowly closing in on his face as he's getting a little more riled up. And you're like, Oh, fantastic that actually took thought to set up this like camera track because it's not just slowly zooming in on them the camera is actually moving around slowly too and so it's there's always the sense of movement of getting closer and closer and it's i don't know out of this entire movie that scene stood out so much that it made me want to look up about this director and that's how we started finding out that this guy actually has a really long career working for the government as a director. Does that translate into like dramatic directing? Obviously it doesn't. But the fact is, is that this guy wrote this incredibly important book and is highly regarded in cinema. How in the hell did he make this movie? It, it got, it's because it got cut up in, in editing and by the other, the, the producer by Jack uh, Pollocksven the guy that produced it and then did the uncredited directing on the I wonder shots. what the original pe- uh, screen play that was. was because it's really not it's a movie it is a movie it is very bad the plot is bad it barely holds together and only because of narration and the narration isn't good so to me the screenplay had to be better. You're right. I wonder what the screenplay is like. Um, I also get the feeling that much of what this movie is trying to do was done better by other movies. And I, I don't want to just start pulling out movies immediately, but like plan nine from outer space does far better with narration because it actually makes it interesting because of how weird it is. Um, There's comedy that they use the narration as a comedy at, at some time. 
Yes. I do remember some kind of movie that did that. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's other movies that that did better, but like I said, there's certain scenes again where the acting is good. And Mrs. March, you hate her immediately. And that's that's a credit to the actress. That's a credit to the actress. Um, the 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 girls that play the hired help in this, the uh, Anita Bay and Nina. Um, out of all three of those, Lisa Lang, the the girl who played the Mexican girl, I think did the most because she had to play a cat, and she had to demean herself being petted on the head and, and things. Th- and I'm going to give her respect for for actually giving a performance. I've got to say that scene uh, where Nina is chasing her across the gables, yeah, on the roof. That really looked like it was on a roof. Yeah, and it kind of scared me. Yeah. So, like, yeah, this there are things that do work in this. Now, what what most of the rest of the film does not work. It is. Fair enough. I'm not going to go through the, the laundry dog list. dog man that had fake teeth. Uh, that was really bad makeup effect. But but hold on. Before we start in on the laundry list, let's make it not a laundry list. Because we can rag on this movie for an hour and a half. What's your top thing that does not work in this? Because The top thing that does not work. The top thing, darling. What is your top thing that does not work? God, that's just like, whether it's the narration or whether it's the crappy coloring okay i don't think the 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 crappy colorization is the fault of the filmmakers so let's it's let, let's whoever colored whoever colored it did it horrible but let's let's leave that out let's leave okay that out. so it would be the crappy narration the really crappy narration because it just made me not even want right off the beginning it just made me want to walk out of the um the narration was awful but i don't know if i would say that's my top one I think my top one is the fact that the overall structure of the movie doesn't hold together with the way it's it is it is a story but it's so poorly structured and put to and and I I can't even describe it without actually having you see this movie folks like the way this movie is put together you can tell there should have been more But in you it. couldn't call it like Perhaps Blue Ribbon is a beer. It isn't a movie. You can't <laughs> really call it. This isn't the Dacia Sandero of cars. It is car. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, but there isn't good. No, it's... This is below that. This is far below that. This is this is bottom tier. This is awful. But, but it's not as bad as Creeping Terror. No, it's not as bad as Creeping Terror. It isn't as bad as Rocket Attack USA or Invasion USA. Those are by their own category in my... Those propaganda films are just... God, awful. They're um, on their own. But I would I would just say the overall structure of the movie just does not work. I think that's like my top thing. It just doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like it is 80% there. It feels like somebody took some... Mo- film here and there and there and there yeah and then tried to string, string it, it together together See, here's, here's the comparison though creeping terror felt like a movie as bad as it was it was still a movie this this is 80 <sighs> percent to being a movie it, it, it i think it's it, as a structure this is worse than creeping terror 
even though Creeping Terror fails in so many more aspects. It, Creeping Terror is below this. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I'm just saying my um, top thing in this is but, the structure. It is just terrible. Like I said, it did not do the same footage. Twice. Twice. And when they did it twice in Creeping Terror. It did it twice right in a row. I want to I want to bet that there's some some footage in this that was used twice. And I think it was probably with the Dogman. The Dogman creeping around. But here's the thing. It wasn't used back to back. Like that one. Like in Creeping Terror. Like, oh, it's the dance scene. It's be it's it's the same dance scene over and over and over again. Um, So I don't want to keep ragging because I. Here's the thing about Earth versus Sue. We want to celebrate movies in general. Even the really bad ones we want to celebrate. Because these movies influenced us all in some way, shape, or form. They've made us smile or laugh or or at least pushed us in a certain direction to explore other films. Like, yeah, this isn't going to stop me. I've seen this before on MST3K. It was better on MST3K because they made fun of it. But I'm going to celebrate this movie still. I'm still going to celebrate it because even though they failed at making a movie, the director, well, the uncredited director, the producer, the person who funded this movie and wanted this movie made, his company failed, went bankrupt. And he said, screw you. I'm still going to make it. And that kind of dedication I can get behind with pieces though. He had a vision. We, we've watched Doctor Who, those ones that are broken. Yeah. That they don't have it. They would blank out the screen. And if they could put di- uh, dialogue in there, they did. Or if, stills. Or, or stills. Still they would. Yeah, but this guy wanted to release a movie. Well, Doctor Who, when they're trying to do these lost episodes, they're tr- they understand that you know that it's a lost episode, that none of the footage is there. That they're you're they're trying to show you a piece together, uh, a structure. Okay, that is not what this movie is. This movie isn't supposed to be that. It's supposed to be a movie, and it isn't. But I'm saying I respect the fact that the producer tried to do tried to do it with what he had to give the actors and actresses their time on the screen that they deserved and the director credit where credit's due because again some of the stuff that the the director did in this maskelly fantastic i gotta say that the setting was was uh even though what was supposed to be somewhere else that house was was, creepy it was nice and there was okay i go why do they have curtains for doors hold on then darlene we should add that into our it works because I think we both agree that the sets in this movie, which include the props, like the little set dressing pieces was good. Like that was actually a really good manor home set. Even that staircase that she had to sit there and walk down for 45 seconds. Like that looked nice. That honestly did. Correct. Yes. But I would say, watch it in black and white. Not sure. If you find like something that's strangely colored, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It was, it it, really jars you. I can't remember the other film that we watched that, that had that, but it was like nauseating. It was this weird kind of green, red. And this one was blue, blue red. 
Yeah, it was strange. Yeah, it was blue. And when you had yellows up there, they were like... the. But it did at least make the day-for-night shots look visually different. Here they just look blue, blue. Yeah, but that's at least visually different from your typical black and white where it's just day for night. You can't often you can't tell unless they're so dark, but unless they're super dark. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, at at the very least, there is that conceit towards day for night shooting. Um, Watch it if you want, folks. We're not going to recommend it, are we? No, we're not recommending it. It's bad. But it's still better than the worst movies that we've watched. It, it is not at the bottom of the list. It's in the bottom 10%, let's say, of the movies. But out of if I had to give it a 1 out of 10, believe it or not, I'd probably give it a 2.5. Maybe even a 3, just because of the direction. It's still bad. It's like the pieces of it that don't work really don't work. But the pieces that do work kind of make it stand out in a weird way. I am going to remember this film for that one shot with Dr. Frank monologuing and the slow pan and zoom that actually was skillfully done. Like I'm going to remember that. Um, maybe I'm giving it too, too much credit. Maybe a two is better, but at the very least there's things that make it spike up in my mind to go, okay, that, might be worth watching. I guess if you're super interested in the artist cinematography and you want to watch a dramatic piece of work that this director did rather than only military stuff, then yeah, okay. Because this guy wrote a very important book. But do realize the writing... It's not him writing it, yeah. Yeah, it's not him writing it, and the... Movie was butchered. Yeah, that's a good word to put it, was butchered. So there's Um, stuff in it that you can tell still has the spark of genius, but it's so cut up. We should leave it there. I don't want to waste any more time, any more time for our listeners on a, on a, on a movie that we're not going to recommend. Considering it was only 64 minutes. Yeah. Considering it's only 64 minutes and we've already been recording for a little over 40. Um, what we don't know what we're going to be doing for the next couple, but I do think we're going to be doing some more, um, Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi films in the next few episodes. Because we bought some. Yeah, we got a hold of some old ones. I think we're going to end up doing some more universal horror um, because we, we've gotten a hold of some more of those and a few hammer horrors. And sprinkled in with all of that, we're obviously going to continue to come back to the well of 50s and 60s science fiction, which is our wheelhouse. Um, we still have tons of these movies though many of them are lesser known now. Now that we're on episode 126. We still got some classics to do, though. Oh, we do have some classics to do. We still do, and that's why we saved them. We're saving them. But Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We hope you enjoyed listening, folks. I'm Aaron. I'm Darlene. Good evening. And keep watching the skies. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.